Mayat Kotten, the Chavava Med Aleph, Sovereignty, Yerushalayim and the Temple Mount, Mokam Beis Hamikdash, Yerushalayim Bechur Bana. So we have this really hot topic in our uh, in our Sukkimora today, and um, and and there are political aspects to it, and even the political aspects have halachic ramifications. Uh, but I'm not going to touch on the political aspects at all. Uh, it's really what we can do in this short time that we have is to understand some of the principles that inform and that govern our relationship to Yerushalayim and to the Makom Beis Hamikdash in our days, in our times. So the Gemara says, Omar Rabbi Chelbo, Amar Ula Biro, Omar Rabbi Elozor, Haro'e Arei Yehuda Bechurbanan. If one sees the cities of Yehuda in their straight state of destruction, and the Mishabura says, Dafka, the uh, cities of Yehuda, not Yisrael, because the cities of Yehuda have more importance. Omer, Arei Kod Shecha, Hayu Midbar. Korea, and then you do Kriya. And there's a Machlekes Rambam and, and Ravid, whether when one does Kriya, particularly for the Mokhem Beis Amikdash, which we'll see, is the same kind of Kriya one does for a parent, or is the lesser form of Kriya? The Rambam holds it's the same Kriya as, a, as for a parent. The Ravid holds less. I mean, I guess to do the, to do the lesser one. Yerushalayim b'churbana, omer tzion midbar haita Yerushalayim shmama. If when we see Yerushalayim, not just the Arei Yehuda, but, the, but Yerushalayim in a state of, of churban, then we say the second part of that same posuk for Korea. Beit HaMikdash b'churbano, when you see the Beit HaMikdash b'churbano, we say that that's a good posuk from uh, from Yeshayahu also. But Korea, and we do Kriya. Korea al Mikdash, Mosif al Yerushalayim, you do a Kriya on the base of Mikdash and you tear more for Yerushalayim. It's not a separate Kriya, but you extend the tear further. Ramina asked the Gemara, whether you hear about the destruction of Yerushalayim or you actually see it, Kivan Tsofim, Korea. When you get to Tsofim, there's a Machlokis and Rishonim, whether Tsofim is Har Tsofim or whether Tsofim is a place from which Yerushalayim can be seen, no matter what area, what side of Yerushalayim. When you get to that place where you can see Yerushalayim, you do Kriya, but Korea al Mikdash, Yerushalayim, and the Brisa says that you do a, one kriya for for the Beis Hamikdash and a different kriya for Yerushalayim. That's not in, aligned with what we've just heard in the name of Rabbi Elazar. Answers the Gemara: Lo kashya had the pagabe Mikdash Beresha, had the pagabe Yerushalayim Beresha. It um, it depends whether you struck the Beis Hamikdash first and then you came to Yerushalayim, or you saw Yerushalayim first and then you came to the Beis Hamikdash. How is it feasible to see Yerushalayim, the Beis Hamikdash first before you come to Yerushalayim? How can you get to the Beis Hamikdash without seeing Yerushalayim? Explains Rashi, you can do it with a helicopter. It can be that you, you don't see Yerushalayim, you're dropped into the Beis Hamikdash. He doesn't use the word helicopter, but he talks about coming there in a, a sealed box. You come in a in a carriage without windows and you land in, in Mokham Beis Hamikdash and then from there you see Yerushalayim. The two brings this Lahalacha. As does the Shulchan Aruch, the, the Rambam, of course, and the and the Shulchan Aruch. Haro'e Arei Yisrael. He just he says Arei Yisrael. Any Jewish city bechurban bechurbanan omer ale rishonashiro'e Arei kochachayu. Whichever is the first one he sees, he says the pasuk from Yeshayahu. Uchushiro'e Yerushalayim omer Tzion bivarata. Then he says the pasuk for, for Yerushalayim. Beis Hamikdash omer beit kochayu nevetifatenu. He says the pasuk for for the Beis Hamikdash. Ve'korea. 
ומהיכן חייב לקרוא? From where do you, does the chiyuv kriya start? So uh, unlike the case of, of a death, because we've been learning in the sugi all the different cases of kriya. There's kriya for a, a close relative who's passed away. There's a chiyuv for, there's a chiyuv kriya for a talmid chacham who's passed away, as we learned in yesterday's Gemara. And there's a chiyuv kriya for a sefer Torah that is, that is d- damaged or, dest- or destroyed. Uh, and there's a Chiyuv Kriya for Yerushalayim. Those other Chiyuv Kriyas are all event-related. Uh, and, and it's a, a moment in time. The Chiyuv Kriya for Yerushalayim and for the Beis Amikdash is based on space, not on time. Where you are, not when you are. So it's Mishiagiyah Latzafim. V'imra HaMikdash Tchila Kriya Al HaMikdash Amosif Al Yerushalayim V'imra HaYerushalayim Tchila Kriya Al Yerushalayim Bifnei Atzmo V'al HaMikdash Bifnei Atzmo um, and then the two ads, if you're there for more than, uh, if you're there backwards and forwards, you're going to Yerushalayim and back, um, then you only do Kriya if, you, if there was 30 days between visits. If there was 30 days, you didn't see the Makom Beit HaMikdash or Yerushalayim, Tzarich Likroa Pachot Miken, and Tzarich Likroa, if it's less than 30 days, you don't have to do Kriya. A very important base Yosef uh, on, on that piece of tour. And so we've, we've talked often yesterday in the Shulchan Aruch Shir in, in Shul, on Shabbos in the Shulchan Aruch Shir in Shul, uh, we learned about the tour and his relationship to the Rosh and where he fits in and where the Shulchan Aruch fits in. And the Shulchan Aruch, before Rabbi Yosef Kara, before writing the Shulchan Aruch, wrote the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef is a full parish on the entire tour. Um, where he not only tracks the sources for the tools halacha, but he starts developing his own thinking in halacha and bringing a, a very important set of rishonim on, on whom halacha is based. So the Beis Yosef becomes one of our important curators. The tools curation is very narrow. Uh, he, he works with, with very, very few rishonim, primarily the Rambam, the Rif, and his father, the Rosh, uh, plus a few others that, that he'll bring in. Um, but the Beis Yosef expands that, but still the expansion is, is, is somewhat limited. It's not like today where you've got thousands and thousands of, of, of Mario McComas, of, of references. The, it's, it's interesting to see who the Beis Yosef brings as his sources for halacha. And what about all the others? What about all the other people? It's, it's so much part of our halachic understanding that halacha is not created by scanning the halachic horizon and looking at hundreds and hundreds of different people until you find one that kind of goes the way you want him to go. That's, uh, that, that's not how halacha works. And it's not just by majority, as we've discussed in the Shulchan Aruch Shir on Shabbat Tov, that it doesn't just work by the 55 poskim who say A and, and 31 who say B, and we'll see that again in, in the Shulchan Aruch Shir, I think next Shabbos maybe, or the one afterwards. We'll see again how it's weighted. And the, the weighting you, you see in the base Yosef, which are the Rishonim, that, that are really play an important part in the evolution of halacha to the point of the, uh, of the uh, Shulchan Aruch itself. So this is from the Beis Yosef on that piece of Tur. And he says, What does that mean, the cities of Yehuda that are in their state of destruction? That is that they are completely destroyed and there is no, in, there's no habitation. Nobody's living there. But if there is Yeshuv, if people are living there, even if it's controlled by the Turks or by the British or, or by, the, by the Arabs, whoever, 
one would not have to do Kriya because that's not called Bechurbanan. So the Beis Yosef first considers Churban as, as meaning devastated without, without any life there, just ruins, basically. Churban is a ruin. You see a city of Yehuda in a state of ruin, that's when you do Kriya and you say what you have to say. But there's another possibility. Another view is that if they're controlled by the non-Jewish people, by non-Jewish people, they're not under our sovereignty, then it's called Churban. doesn't matter who's living there. So two different ways of looking at this. Do we look at it from a perspective of control and governance, or do we look at it from a position of just ruins as opposed to one that, that, that has habitation in it? And that, that I regard as the Iker, the Bach holds the same, that the, the second one is what's important, that if it's Beyad Goim, then if it's controlled by the non-Jews, then it's called Churban, then we have no control, this is not our city. But if, it's, if we have control over it, then it's not Bechurbanan, um, which is the source of the Sakov, as we'll see, of most, most Voskim, that we don't do Kriya for Yerushalayim anymore. Um, and the main Shaila started coming after the Six-Day War. Because as long as the Irahatika, as long as the old city was in non-Jewish hands, it seemed to be clear that we do have to do Kriya, even for, for Yerushalayim. After the Six-Day War, the Shaila started coming. To understand some of the literature of that, of that period, um, I, I don't think any of you, uh, I'm sure the people who are listening in, uh, there, there are people who were, as, as I was, in Israel before, during, and after the Six-Day War. Because if you didn't experience that, it's difficult to understand some of the literature. So, for example, Rav Gorin, who passed that you don't even have to do Kriya for, for the Mochem Beis Amikdash anymore. He withdrew that later on. And one understands there was such an atmosphere of a moment of Gula. It, it wasn't a, an event that passed. When the Six-Day War was won, everybody felt we were in the midst of something that was unfolding. And, and it was going to continue very quickly. And there was like no, no question that we were going to control Yerushalayim and rebuild the base of Mikdash and Mashiach was coming. It was all, it was so clear. There wasn't an atheist in Israel just for a few days. But those few days were incredibly powerful. There wasn't an atheist in Israel. Um, everybody had Emuna. There was such fear before the, the Six-Day War. Uh, it, it, was, it was so clear that, that we were going to be conquered. It, it, it like wasn't a question. And the courage to, to go ahead and, and to fight. Uh, I remember being on a, on a bus just between, uh, I was in Fakhasidim at the time, and I was on a bus to Haifa just before the war. There was a massive army camp was set up between Fakhasidim and Haifa. And I was sitting next to a, 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 quite a senior army, army person on the, on the bus, and I just said, why, why here, Dafka? What's this camp for? He said, because we know they'll get this far. We, don't, we want to protect Haifa. And I realized Fakhasidim was on the other side. So that means the army had accepted already that where I was learning was going to be in Syrian hands. The question was, can we protect Haifa? Just a sense of what was going on at that time. And then in six days, we've got Yerushalayim and we've devastated the, uh, the enemy's armies. What that was in a matter of days, there was such a feeling of we're in the process of Gula. So one understands people getting carried away. And later on, when reality came back and we didn't make it, uh, it, it didn't last long enough. And that was the time when, when the Ponovizhirov asked Moshe Dayan, who was not exactly the biggest Maimin, wasn't the greatest from Jew, what he, what he can do to help and what the Yeshiva Bochum can do to help. And he said, right now, this was Moshe Dayan's answer to the Ponovizhirov. Right now, 
Say to Hillim and Davin, I'll probably need you to dig graves. I'll need the boys to, to dig graves later on because of the number of people. That was the atmosphere we were in. And then in six days, miracles, everything's changed. That was just something so miraculous. Um, so the, um, the question of, of, of Yerushalayim becomes very, very emotive for people who were there, certainly for the people who fought then, uh, the people who experienced, people who lived in, in, in Israel. I still, to me, Yerushalayim is still the Yerushalayim of when I was a child. Or a young boy, and, and, and we used to stand and look at the at Yerushalayim, at the old city from the distance, and try and get as close to it as we could. And there was no place in modern Yerushalayim, West Yerushalaym, where you could see the Kotel from. Um, it wasn't even visible. And that's the Yerushalayim that I knew growing up. So the, the, the change is just so dramatic that there's a lot of emotion in the Halacha. So if we go through the, the Halacha a little bit, the... Um, the Mishtabura paskins like the, like the Beis Yosef and the Bach, that if it's governed by non-Jewish authorities, then it's, not, then it's called Churban. Churban is not about a physical ruin. Churban is, is about us having no, uh, no governance over those areas. Uh, the Beis Hamikdash, just just by the way, the Mishnah writes, Anybody who goes into the Mokom Beis Hamikdash now is Chayav Karet. He goes on to explain. I don't want to go into that whole thing. I admire the people who go there for reasons, for political reasons, to establish our ownership there and to uh, to, to make a political statement. But uh, based on, on what we learned on Shabbos and Shul about the value of something, that has Kedusha being hidden, uh, I don't feel comfortable, even, even if I knew for certain that the places people go to are 100% okay, to go so close and to see it in its state of devastation and children running around playing ball and on the Mokhambas meter, I think that would be heartbreaking and, and, and too close to, to Kedusha, which is and which isn't, I just, I just don't like to go, to even consider it. Um, for Korea, the Mr. Brewer Paskin you know, explains how to do Korea. The um, Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked about Yerushalayim today, and he says, um, Even though certainly the Gula has not come, it is no longer necessary to do Korea when you see Yerushalayim. You don't have to tear it's built up beautifully. It's no longer in the control of the, of the non-Jewish nations. We have political power. It's built up amazing buildings and roads and streets. What are you doing Korea for? It's just so beautiful to see. Where you have, I don't know why he says levarech and not to do Kriya. I imagine that the two are, are, are together, that one has to do Kriya and, and say the Psukim. When we get, when you see the the Mokom Beis Hamikdash and the and the and the Kotel, the Reb Shlomo Zalman. It's so interesting to read and to learn these things. And these were people I sat with and talked to Shaius and Shivas Reb Shlomo Zalman. And one of the beautiful things talking to Moshe Feinstein or talking to Rav Shlomo Zalman uh, was you weren't talking to an academic. When you were talking to Rav Shlomo Zalman, you were talking to a human, uh, to a person with deep, deep humanity who knew Kola Torah Kula uh, and applied his knowledge of Torah to human situations. And you were so aware of the humanity, just the most beautiful human being. 
and and Godel Batera. Uh, and he brings uh, this is the you've raised this question in Bismanenu Shashilton Birushalaim Biyad Bidei Israel. Nowadays that we control Yerushalayim, Im Yesh Khiyuv Likroalia, do we have to do Kriya for Yerushalayim? Khoshvani the Khols Mancheroim Adain Bira Kodesh Vamikdash Knesiotcho Nochrim Vigam Kivreakum. As long as we see in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh, churches and, and mosques and lots of, of cemeteries that we can't touch. We can't take away any of that of the Avodah Zorah from Yerushalayim. We don't have the power to do that. That is Khurban. Return his sovereignty to Yerushalayim. The importance of understanding, and again, these are two different worldviews, that of, of Moshe Feinstein and that of, of Rav Shlomo Zalman Auerbach. But the important thing is, look, to see it certainly for, through the eyes of Rav Shlomo Zalman Auerbach, to experience the gap of what Yerushalayim is and what Yerushalayim could and should be. One of the biggest enemies of, of moral progress is not to experience the gaps of potential. Whether you're looking at another human being, whether you're looking at your own children, whether you're looking at yourself or you're looking at Yerushalayim, the moment you make peace with what is, the possibility of what could be is denied. It, it's through the frustration with what could and should be and what is. So Moshe, Moshe Feinstein looks at Yerushalayim and he says, it's wonderful, look what's happening, we're on the way and it's, and it's going and it's developing. And Rav Shlomo Zaman says, but look at what, how little control we have and what we can't do and how our hands are tied uh, as a result of that. Um, I, I take the, the view that, um, the, and of course, not, neither of them are, are, are disagreeing with the Beis Yosef. The question is, when the Beis Yosef says, when it's under Jewish control, you you don't have to do Kriya, is this called Jewish control? That's the question. And and that, I take the view with, with the Rav Moshe Feinstein's uh, uh, approach, because even, of course, Rav Shema Zalman is right, we don't, have, we don't have that kind of control over Yerushalayim, but that's, a, that's really a choice. The fact is, if, the, if, our, if our government chose to, to take it over and do what they could do it, there would be terrible consequences. So they're making a political decision not to do it, but we do have the authority to do it. It is under, under Jewish control. So th those are the two views, and one can take either view, of course. But the Beis Hamikdash is different. Whether or not we do Kriya for Yerushalayim is one issue, and it's governed by the Beis Yosef. The pivot is the Beis Yosef's second opinion, which he goes by and which the Bach goes by. And the question then of, your, of the Shlomo Zalman and Moshe Feinstein as to how you view the current situation, that Yerushalayim is, the Beis Hamikdash is different. All the poskim agree that we have to do Kriya for seeing the Mokham Beis Hamikdash. And we should learn the dinim of how to do it and prepare ourselves to do it in the, in the right way when we go, because that's the expression of it isn't okay. It's all very well. You go to the Kota now and everybody's celebrating and running around and taking selfies and photographs. And, it look, and, and one understands why Mashiach isn't coming, because we, our message to Hashem is we love it as it is. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But there's no expression of agony. There's no expression of, oh my goodness, this is still so far from what it could and should be. We just take it fine and we celebrate. It's not a celebration to go to Yerushalayim, to go to, to the Mokham Beis Hamikdash, to the court. It's not a celebration. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an agmas nefesh. And we need to express that, that sense of, of pain and suffering in order that we understand the gap and that the Rebbe Hashem Hashem will close the gap. And that's because of the Yerushalmi that says in, in Yuma, Kol dor she'enu nivne b'yamav, every generation where the Beis Hamikdash is not rebuilt, ma'alim alav ki'ilu hu'ichrivo. We've got to look at it as if though we are responsible for that churban. 
So when we're in, in Yerushalayim, looking at the Mokham Beis Hamikdash, thinking to ourselves, look at this, it, we have no control over it, we can't even go there, we certainly can't rebuild it, and, and we think of the Beis Hamikdash as it was, we say Korbanot every morning. When we're saying the Korbanot every morning, we're thinking of what should be happening at this very minute, at this time of the day, just before 7 o'clock in the morning, what should be happening in Yerushalayim? And it isn't, all the activity. When our buyer goes through the... the the, the, the Marocha, how everything was, was organized in the, in the Beis Hamikdash, we say that every morning, we think of that hive of activity every morning. And we go there now, and what, are you, what, what is there? That Agmas Nefesh is because we need to understand that we're responsible for that. This is not something of only historic significance. We need to feel that we bear some of that responsibility, and we need to do tshuva, and we need to think, and we need to want and wish for a time when the Beis Amikdash will be rebuilt, uh, hopefully, Bimherabi Amena.